diving into data. Diving, di diving, d data. Diving into data with TC Riley. Hello, hello, hello again, everyone, and welcome into another episode of Diving Into Data. I am your host, TC Riley. You can call me Big Data if you'd like to. Hope that everyone's doing well out there, staying warm, getting through the winter. It's been a very interesting couple of weeks here in uh, the great state of Texas. We're going to touch on that a little bit later, but got power, internet, all that back up and running, so excited to bring you guys another episode. Today, our topic is going to be trust but verify. So what we're going to be really be talking about today is understanding and there's something to be said for trusting your data and what goes into that. But that doesn't mean that you should always 100% believe it. You might need to go verify it. You might need to dig a little deeper and ensure that you're looking at everything. Ensure that data you're getting is coming from trusted sources and it's being accurately captured, maintained. Consider what other factors and what other things might be influencing this data when you're going to present it or you're getting that final analysis out of it. Remember, correlation doesn't always equal causation. And sometimes data is great in practice, but if there are other external variables or other things going on that you do not consider and you do not control, a theme I've hit on before, things can go really, really wrong. And we're going to look at how the Texas power grid is a perfect example of this. But with that, sit back, relax, grab yourself an adult beverage if you choose to do so. Let's dive into some data. So if those of you who listen to the show know you're never going to find someone who's a bigger advocate of using data to its fullest potential than I am. I am all over it and I love data. I think it's the best thing ever. I don't think enough people use it. Even when the whole world's now kind of getting with it, I still think there's so much more you can do with it. However, most of the time, the data you're analyzing will actually tell you the full story. It'll give you what you need to know. It'll give you the full picture. But the keyword is there most of the time, not all the time. So that's where our episode this week, Trust But Verify, comes from. And if you've heard that saying before, you're not going to find many people out there who are more anti-communist and anti-Soviet Union than your host here. However, I will say they have one heck of a saying that I really enjoy, that Trust But Verify. Really what it comes down to is there could be a lot more lurking under the surface of the particular scenario or issue that can't be captured or seen in the data. You could also run into uh, plenty of situations where, frankly, just your data source is inaccurate and you're doomed from the start. And nothing you're doing wrong, you're considering everything presented, but garbage in, garbage out. Another one of my favorite sayings that uh, family members have passed down to me many times. Another thing, if you're not considering the externalities to a problem, you're not really considering what the data can't show you, you're setting for yourself up for failure. Think about what the data is telling you. Think about what the data is showing you, but also think about what it can't show you or what it's not telling you. And even when you've considered everything, you have accurate, clean data and have an airtight analysis, that doesn't mean other things can't go wrong. They're called outliers for a reason. What we're going to start with today is the trusted sources. This is something that I see over and over, and I think actually it really parallels a lot of the things you see in the world when it comes to things like news, in that people don't actually verify the validity of their data or of the source. If you are using external data, whether this is from another firm, whether this is from a client, whether this is from you know some repository online that you find, you should almost be borderline skeptical of the data until you truly verify the source. There are tons of great places to get accurate, reliable data out there. Don't get me wrong. There's a million of them. But that doesn't mean that every data point you run across or every data set you get your hands on can be absolutely trusted and doesn't need to be verified, doesn't need to have another step to it. 
At the end of the day, remember back to your school days. There was a reason that your teacher wouldn't accept Wikipedia as a source. It was, yes, a lot of times Wikipedia is great. I personally love Wikipedia. use it for all types of stuff. However, that is not the best place you should be getting information. It is not a true trusted primary source. Anyone can edit it. There's always an issue there. Think about data in the same way. If you can trust it, you can think it's accurate, but verify it. Go a step further. Is it truly from a trusted source? Is a trusted source just reporting on it, but they acknowledge that it isn't their data? Okay, well, again, I'm going to be a little bit skeptical. And doesn't mean don't use it. Not saying that. Please don't take this to say that, oh, well, unless everything is 100% buttoned up and I know every little uh, variable in here that I can't trust it. No, no, no. doesn't mean don't use it. It just means that you have to consider where the data comes from. Make sure you do the best you can to verify the source. There's going to be a limit there where you can't, you know, you get this report from some other firm. You can't go ask all the respondents, were these really your answers? No, but you can make sure when you see that little infographic on LinkedIn that shares a stat that you think, oh, that's catchy. I'm going to use that. Okay, well, dig in. Is this just some person posting this? Is it actually from a trusted source? Is there any actual data behind it that you can use to verify it? Is there actual proof that this is a true stat rather than just simply someone saying it? Trust, but verify. I'm talking about external data there and how you should do that. But honestly, for internal data, you take the exact same approach. And you might be thinking, well, TC, this is internal data. This is my data. I know it's clean. I know it's good. It comes from me. I'm not doubting, you know, your ability to kind of keep things under your roof, under your control. What I am saying is no matter how tight of a data operation you have in place, it doesn't mean that it's bulletproof and you can't sometimes get inaccurate data. One of the best ways I think you can easily get around this and really help when it comes to internal data is have a routine QC processor, you know, review process of your data systems. You get ahead if you do this and you make sure that a small problem doesn't become a big problem. These consistent reviews and really going through at a predetermined period um, as much as you reasonably can, given, you know, obviously limitations and bandwidth and like go through review those data sources, especially anything that's capturing very large amounts of data to identify and resolve issues before it's too late and you get too much tainted data. If a certain system integration process, whatever it is that you're using ends up having an error and you're able to catch it early. Yeah. Okay. Maybe you have a couple days or even a couple weeks worth of, you know, quote unquote garbage data that you have to exclude from any future analysis. But that's so much better than thinking that everything's perfect. Going back to look at something that's been running for two years and realizing that the last 23 months of that, there's been something off and you can't actually do something now. No, it doesn't solve the problem by reviewing it. However, by identifying it, fixing it, you can limit the damage. And that's kind of what we're talking about here is limiting the damage of any internal data that goes off. And even when your systems are maintained, the first part of every project, I've talked in the past about that cleaning the data and how much of an investment that is and how important that is. Make this validating your data part of that process. Make it part of your cleaning process that when you're cleaning, you're also going back and validating the accuracy of that data from start to finish and that you don't let erroneous data become part of your analysis, throw off your entire project or analysis or whatever you're doing here. If you really think about it, you really take those steps, you trust this data, but you also verify the data, you're going to ensure that whatever result you come to will be much more accurate. We're going to take a quick break here on diving into data. When we come back, we'll dive into considering those other factors and those external factors, and also why you shouldn't fool yourself into thinking that data is going to tell the full picture 100% of the time. We'll be back.
Alrighty, welcome back folks. As we've talked about again, you need to trust your data, but you also need to validate. Trust but verify. Make sure that you're accurate and make sure that you're really touching everything up and going from A to Z and ensuring you don't have any other things going on. However, a piece of this is not just that cleaning process, but this is a topic that I know I've talked about probably three or four other times. There's a reason that I keep preaching this theme. It's consider other factors, consider external factors. It's not going to be the last time you hear me say it, I promise. But whenever you're actually doing an analysis, you're going to present the results, especially if it's something that's critical to your business um, or maybe just to you personally, whatever it may be. You have to consider everything that could be impacting a situation in all possible factors. Just because you consider the main ones or the common ones or the ones that are you know easy to think of, there's a reason those other ones are harder to think of. It's because they, they might not pop up much, but when they do, they're really going to throw a wrench in what you're trying to do. Data doesn't lie, but it doesn't always paint the full picture. The best examples, and this is almost a learn from my mistakes piece of the episode, is there's two specific internal projects that I didn't fully consider all external factors when I rolled something out and it came back to bite me. So let's learn from my mistakes. The first time we were undergoing a project a couple years back to um, get a better idea of churn in our company and renewal calculations. We've done a pretty good job from a company perspective doing this, but we were trying to get more specific down to some specific resources that worked on projects and how those resources were aligned and what their kind of you know churn and renewal rates were. Unfortunately, when I did this analysis, and I, I, again, I trusted our data, but I didn't verify it. I just went in the system, I pulled it, we ran everything. I saw that the averages kind of generally aligned with our overall average that we thought was accurate. And I kind of said, you know, bam, bam, shot off the PowerPoint and said, here we go. There's something I completely missed. And this is a pretty big miss on my part. This wasn't even one of those ones way out in right field. This one was standing right on the pitcher's mound and I still somehow missed it. Well, as with any account management type thing or resources being aligned to specific clients and projects, things change. People moved. Some of the accounts were moved uh, to different account managers. Some of the technical resources or creative resources that we had on projects were working with certain client back in 2019, but they weren't in 2020 or uh, maybe it was 2017 to 18, whatever you get the idea. But I didn't consider that at all. I just assumed that whoever was assigned to that account today had been with them from the very beginning. As you can understand, that kind of led to some skewed data. Luckily, we were able to catch it before any, you know, serious repercussions came to be. However, that was a massive oversight on my part because I did not consider all the other factors and all the things going into it. The data was right. The data was perfectly accurate as to who was renewing, when they were renewing, what the size of these deals were, how they were growing. I just completely overlooked the fact that the person assigned to it today wasn't necessarily the person assigned to it a couple years ago. And that's something I didn't consider and I missed. Another time, a very analogous story to that. We were doing an analysis for our sales team, trying to help identify some folks that had room for improvement, some coaching opportunities, how we can you know, um, get even more out of the team and help them along using the data. And when I ran this initial report, we kind of looked at it from like 10 or 12 different ways. And there's one specific person that was just far outperforming the rest of the team. Before I really thought about it, I'll, I'll be honest, I was under a little bit of a deadline. I needed to get this out the door and move on to something else. I shot out the report and just kind of called out, hey, look at how good X is doing. I didn't consider the full picture. I didn't consider the other factors. X was doing a good job. There's nothing against X in this story. However, that resource handled a very different type of client and prospect that was not analogous to the rest of the team. 
So I, I was comparing apples to oranges here. Honestly, I was almost comparing apples to car tires or something. They were just completely different. And again, in a vacuum, um, what that person was doing is great and what the other per- the rest of the team was doing is just fine. However, I combined everything under one roof. I didn't consider other factors. I didn't consider this specific person's role, what they were doing, the types of calls they had. Of course, they're going to convert at a much higher rate if they're handed clients that are further down the path than some of the other folks. So again, a massive oversight on my part that I really messed up. And this is just me personally doing these ones. But even though those are two specific stories, I guarantee you that there's a million more I'm not even thinking about. I guarantee you there's some that I've pushed out there that I'd never even realized I didn't consider an external factor. So what I'm encouraging you to do is learn from my mistakes, be better than me, and really think about those other factors. Take a skeptical approach to any finding. I would almost encourage you, go to an extreme if you really want to make sure you're doing this the right way, of trying to find a way to invalidate your findings. Try to prove yourself wrong. You know, it's one of those put yourselves on the other side of the table situations where if you really try to look at it with a discerning eye and try to find something that could be wrong, if there is something wrong, you're almost certainly going to find it. If you truly can't, you've done everything you could think of to invalidate it. Well, now you've trusted and verified your data. Alrighty. The last little section here is I'm calling it don't fool yourself. And what I'm talking about here is don't trick yourself into believing that a simulation and data will be accurate in the real world 100% of the time. Now I'm going to take a quick step back here. Yes, again, as I've done before in the past, this is the data guy telling you don't always trust the data. Doesn't mean you shouldn't go with the data most of the time. Doesn't mean data isn't amazing and can do incredible things for you and your company. However, do you really know that you've covered every single base and accounted for every outlier? In a situation, if you're only looking, even if you're looking, you know, three standard deviations um, from the mean here, I'm considering all those things. Well, if there's that one outlier way in right field, considering the context in the situation, that outlier might be really important. And the reason I came to this one is the power grid in Texas and what we've experienced over the last week. Texas has a lot of very, very, very smart people in the energy business and the energy field and government offices, everything touching the energy of our state. However, a lot of these people were very, very convinced, even just a couple weeks ago, that given the diversity of energy resources we have in our state, we have oil, we have natural gas, we have wind, we have solar, we have lots of different ways of getting energy. Not only that, but we have a huge physical spread of these resources. Texas is a really big state. We have the wind farms in West and North Texas. We have refineries in the Gulf Coast. We have a lot of things that are very physically spread to where a localized impact to one of them wouldn't necessarily impact the others. And not only that, but there are tons of backups in place. They had, you know, the disaster scenarios. The state gets hit by a hurricane every couple of years, and the state almost always does a great job of getting energy diverted and rerouted to where it's most needed and being able to do that. And that you, you would say, if you're one of these very smart people that works in energy in Texas, that, hey, nothing can really go that wrong. But they were wrong. As we've seen, if you're not considering a... Uh, the way I'd almost sum this up and wrap this back is if you're not considering the once in a century storm in your findings, you're running a risk of ignoring a possible, if highly unlikely, outcome. And again, this is going to be 
very different for how most people use it. This doesn't mean that you take those extreme outliers and they paralyze you and prevent you from taking action. Don't put too much into them because they are extreme outliers for a reason. That is a quote unquote once in a century storm for a reason because it only happens once every hundred years, give or take, maybe every 30 years. I don't know about the weather, but uh, the point being you have to consider that that is possible. It doesn't mean that you let it paralyze you. It doesn't mean that you don't um, move forward and make decisions based on it. You're going to have to make the best decision you can with the information you have. There's no perfect way that data is going to 100% of the time always tell you exactly what's right. But too many people in business and much, much smaller things than trying to manage a state's power grid, they ignore that once in a century storm. I'm not telling you to be scared of the once in a century storm. I'm just telling you that you need to be aware that it does happen. It has to be something of note. It has to be something that you're okay with and you're willing to take the risk or mitigate the risk however you can around those extreme outliers because outliers happen. Again, they're outliers, yes, but that doesn't mean that there never happens. So make sure that you don't fool yourself into thinking that just because everything seems to be in place, everything in your analysis seems to say that 99.999% of results are going to be here. There's still that 0.0001 or however many zeros that was to consider. And you have to be okay with what that will do if that card does come up. Appreciate you guys joining us today. Again, our episode was Trust But Verify. We talked today about always making sure that you trust your data sources, but verify. You can like your data, whether it's internal, external data, you can trust the source, but that doesn't mean that you blindly follow it without having a little bit of a skeptical eye towards it, ensuring that it came from the right place, that it truly is validated, and that you're able to see with your own two eyes where it came from and that it is accurate. The other big factor here is considering external factors that you cannot control sometimes. Whether it's, we're talking about, again, some analysis internally um, at our company, things that I overlooked um, because I didn't consider these external factors, or something like a once in a century storm. Again, I'm gonna keep using that term because I think it sounds catchy and cool. Don't fool yourself into thinking that those other things don't matter or can't happen. Consider them, accept them, mitigate the risk around them. Don't let them paralyze you, but again, consider them and trust your data, trust your analysis, but verify it too. Hope you guys have a good one and we'll see you again on Diving Into Data.